What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Ease.com, promo code HAM, Middlecoff. Promo code HAM, $20 off first purchase, over $50 free delivery. And it's brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Promo code HAM1. That's HAM, H-A-M, and the number one. You get your initial deposit, you get an extra 50% bonus. Now to the pod. So Kobe's been sitting around watching, doing detail on ESPN Plus, just breaking down film, watching more. Do you legitimately think Kobe's watched more broken down more film with a clicker than Magic in the last 365 days? I think he probably has. I think that Kobe has probably watched more NBA basketball over the last 12 months than Magic Johnson. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, a lot of great. Is, do, do you think that Kobe sits in a room, like when his kids are asleep, unlike you know? During the week at like eight nine o'clock, and has like multiple TVs watching the NBA package. I, yeah, I think he watches a ton of basketball. Don't you? One, I think it's his life. Because he does what Magic wants to do, which is tell the other players how great they are, like give them I, calls, I, mama mentality. I, I, I think I think that Peyton Manning and Kobe Bryant consume a lot of shit, not just the business stuff, which I think they like, but I'm talking like keep keep tabs on players. I think it's reasonable to think if you're a great player, you're going to love the sport. Not all guys still want to watch sports, but the ones that do still want to watch, like Kobe, I have a hard time believing business fulfills Kobe more than basketball. Like basketball, I still think, is going to be more important to him than business. Well, well think about it, in the top 10 of the great NBA players that were maniacal about basketball. Say what you want about Michael. Like He, he kind of has a little magic on, in him because he likes to play golf and shit. But he loves basketball, right? It, it, remember that Wright Thompson article? Like, Michael sits there at night, kind of as a loner, when the team's on the road, and like just watch the NBA package, like with a cigar and a cocktail. <laughs> L- Larry fucking live like part of the Henry Abbott article was like, say one thing about Larry. Once he committed to the job, he was all in. Like, think he about did the a good draft. job. Yeah, a Paul George. Like he saw. Like he 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 loves it. I mean, he showed up. For Dirk, like basketball means a lot to then him. Then benched Paul for a month. 
to me, Kobe, I would put, like those two guys, it defines them. You know, like the just the shoot. Like, remember Kobe said the fa- his favorite part of basketball was that snapping sound? Like, just the, like when you listen to Tiger talk about golf, just the little idiosyncrasies of grass to the, to the launch, it's shit that's like, God, Kobe's like steps. And remember, he was one of the first to work with like Kareem, or not Kareem, but uh, Hakeem way back in the day, right? To get the fadeaway stuff and the moves, the dream shake. And then it kind of started this movement with Elijah one. I, to me, Magic. Also, Magic's been out of the game. Magic hasn't played in forever. When was the last year? 91? Like, Magic. The the uh, maybe the game was in him once after he left the way it's still in Kobe, but that those days are long gone for him. Clearly, because he just walked away, didn't laughed about the whole thing. Is it crazy to say? And I don't know if this is fair. It came easier to Magic than it did Kobe. Like Kobe felt like he really had to work at it yeah, more. Yeah, it feels like it does feel that way. Now it doesn't mean the Magic didn't work, but yeah, it feels like it was all just kind of Magic could just let it flow and it just. It all worked. Like, it came to Michael, it feels like easier than Kobe, but then Michael, like, his work ethic was maniacal to, like, try to just perfect his craft. Yeah, and I would just say that their personalities, Kobe, you know, their personalities seem very different. Kobe um, and Magic? Kobe and Michael, and then Magic. Right? You think Kobe and Michael are much more similar? Yeah, I think Magic had more fun. Just, like... Yeah. Classic, just general playing in the backyard, fun playing the game. I, I, I think Magic personality is much, much closer to Shaq. A little more buttoned up, Shaquille O'Neal. Just the life of the room. Everyone loves him. If you brought Shaq to a pitch, like I, I think Magic, when he says I'm a closer, I'm used to closing deals. Like, well, part of it, Magic, because you're Magic Johnson, but part of it is like his personality. Like you go to Kobe, you're like God, this guy's kind of a dick, you know? Like Magic, Shaq walks in a room, he starts BSing, you're like, I want to be around this guy. Because he feels like he likes you. Like Kobe and Michael are not acting like that. Peyton, I, I don't think, probably fakes to a lot of people that he likes them. Peyton might be a little more of a politician than those guys. But to me, Michael and Kobe, uh, unless you're seriously someone, they ain't BSing with you. Like if, I think if you and I were at dinner or lunch with Magic, we would leave that lunch going, that was the coolest fucking lunch I've ever had. If me right. and you had lunch with Kobe, he might not be nice to us. <laughs> and I wouldn't blame him for that. But they have great stories. He would rip a lot of people. We'd hear some great stories. Yeah, um, but I, I think you'd be like Magic. Be like, here's my number, man. Give me a call whenever you guys are in L.A. You come over for dinner. Like, he's that. Wow, we really impressed him. But I just think that's who he is, guy. Yeah. Um, that's – that. I look, I think what happened for the Lakers is good for the Lakers, potentially. Now you read all these articles, you know, who you can't be optimistic that they're going to figure this out. Like, Jeannie, like, this time I'm going to get it right. There's no, there shouldn't be any optimism that this time they're about to nail the hire, because obviously this magic Palinka thing was a total disaster, a complete disaster. That said, I wouldn't mind. I really do mean this. If they wait until the next hire to hire the Palinka or the Bob Myers, because I hadn't even thought about Kobe till you said it at the beginning of the show. I would love for Kobe to have a shot. I would love for Kobe to have a shot. Well, I do you know why Chris? Because I do think he work. Do you know why Chris Mullen quit? The St. John's. Have you job? heard? Have you, have you heard any stories like what? Yeah. I mean, part, I just kind of assume like part of it has got to be they they probably weren't happy. I mean, they like they barely made the tournament this year. It wasn't good. Like they haven't been good. 
Oh, you're saying that he, you think he kind of got forced out? I mean, they forced out Lavin for him. And so it's kind of in their MO. Like, when I watch them, you know who coaches them is Greg St. Jean more. Yeah, like, I feel like well, Greg saw, is someone was Someone was trying to get him the job, I saw. Yeah. Like um, a former player was talking about it on Twitter. Yeah, somebody who said he always used to work him out. Uh, who was, was that? Buddy, was it Buddy Heald? Or yeah, it might have been Buddy, actually. So, like, I think Greg's kind of been doing the heavy lifting on the, in St. John's anyway. So, yeah. I don't, how, old, how old is Greg St. Jean's? 30 uh, younger than us? I think so. 30 to 32, somewhere Gary, in there? Gary's son, for people that don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I guess why I brought that up with Mullen, I think a lot of the time, now Mullen had worked in the NBA. I think some of these great NBA players think that it's going to be a little bit different. And whenever, like the NFL, they always say, right, if you're going to go into coaching, you better be ready. It's really, really hard. Remember Marshall Falk said, I want to be a head coach. I'll, I want to be a coach only if I'd be the head coach. It doesn't work like that, Marshall. The NBA occasionally does, and usually that guy fails. Where in the NBA, like they tell even the Rileys and the, the, those types, like it's a grind, man. Even if you're the GM, like you got to work at it. It takes time. Like you don't get to sleep in and show up at one o'clock. We're still getting the office at eight or nine still, you know, and we're there late on off days. Like your off days, an off day for the players are no longer your off day. That's what I think players, oh, off day. Yeah, not for us. This is a this is a 365 job. This doesn't stop. And I think that the Morris, the Bobs, they're just used to it. They, they don't think like a player, most of these GMs. And I think that was part of the problem probably for Mullen, where it's like when you see Bobby Hurley coach, like Bobby Hurley's really more wired like a coach than he is a player. You know, and some of these coaches in basketball, it's just natural for them to make the transition. And I, you look at Steve, like he's a pretty high level job. And I think people would tell you Steve is on the on the end of being pretty relaxed. Like they're not qu- quite doing pop hours. Right. So I don't you don't need to be crazy, crazy, but you do need to really work at it. And that's the one like I, Kobe ain't half ass and he's never half ass shit in his life. Well, and I would say this- that, that's why to me, I, I don't know if they'll work and I don't know if they'll succeed or fail. But when Peyton Manning and Kobe Bryant, if they want to do this, which I, I, you and I and most people are all for, it's very entertaining. I'm not betting against them. Where I, Magic, I think it would, kind of felt weird to begin with. It did. I would say the thing that, like, this is where it would get a little interesting with Kobe, right, is you do have to be, and this is like Bob Myers, I don't think Bob gets enough credit for just how many individuals Bob balances. Like, he puts the manage and general manager, right? Like There's a difference. In basketball, you got to kiss a little more ass, let's say. Yeah, there's football, just a right? lot. You just got to be willing to... Like it's not it's it's a different world now, and a lot yeah. of different people have a lot of power, and you have to be willing to work with all those people, and that's that's where I wonder about Kobe. That that would be a weakness for him for sure. I don't wonder. Like I, I mean, I know. I, would you agree that Peyton would be more suited to pull that type of shit off than Kobe would? And it's different. Yes, than but I would say even Peyton was always like, a, I'm just, I'm better off doing, like Peyton was the yeah. guy who just I'll do painted, it myself or I'll tell you what to do. Yeah, I'm going to paint the room myself because I can do a better job than you, even if it's going to take me more time than you painting the room. And as a GM, like Daryl Morey would tell you, like, I got to kiss, like, I asked James for his recommendations. Like, that's just what we do here. Right. And like you always say with football, like the job's big. Like you're not just going to manage everybody and watch all the film and do all the make every decision. Like you do have to be willing to delegate, trust other people. Like Magic trusted Steve and John Paxson. Like he trusted but, other guys to take but, shots. But, Kobe, but did Kobe trust anybody else to hit a shot? But I'd also be, 
Kobe, to me, his strength, if he became a good general manager, would be more Jerry West-like. He'd yeah. be just pick the right players. Right. He'd have a good feel for players. Like, I wouldn't be picking him to, like, make us some kumbaya front office, you know? I'd be... I'd Kobe's free agent pitches would be epic, right? One thing Coward said this morning is that he had heard that Jerry West like loved Kobe, what was Sorry, Kobe's Dwight pitch was like, we don't need you. Yeah, but he hated him. <laughs> sorry, what did, what did Colin say? That Jerry West loved that Magic was a GM because they were going to kick his ass. Well, know, and just, so, it, was, and, it was too easy. It was too easy. Yeah, and, and, I'm, and I'm sure that... Um, but the Clippers as an organization love just, you know, everything going on with I, I like I know they want to move and build their own arena, but Steve Partis Bomber has to look at this and go, why can't we just make why is it really impossible for us to for us to just keep rolling? Because he's got to like like Steve Bomber has to like the genie bus is running the Lakers based Fuck on yes, record. hell yeah, and so like he's got to look at this like I, I know he wants his own place and maybe just. He's right that no one will ever quite think of that as the Clippers' home. They just need their own home. But you got to feel like like we could take this thing over. This building, this downtown. Why can't this be ours? And they might be right. And like you know, it's just not. We just got to have our own spot. They might I, be right I, about that. I would say just feel you just got too many generations. It takes too long. Yeah. Like it might happen in forty years, but it's not happening in Steve Ballmer's lifetime. Yeah, you just need your own place. I would probably recommend, and this sucks, moving to Seattle. Because then you'd own the market and be Balmers. Yeah. It'd be incredible. Just get rid of the Clippers name in general. Yeah, the Seattle Fishes. The Sonics. You just rename the Seattle Sonics, Absolutely. I would. Yeah, hell yeah. Like the Washington Nationals. Cleveland Browns. I guess the Nationals weren't. They were the Senators before, so it's not the same. The logo's the same, though. Didn't the Cleveland Browns come back? Same. They yeah. left and they came Browns. back. I would give the. I mean, yeah, all right. that gear is so well, awesome. Like, yeah, why do you why do you need to rename it? Then you bring back the Sean Kemp's, the Gary Paytons, and you can rewear the throwbacks. Yeah, Kevin Durant throwback. Yeah, you're right, but you don't need to rename them. So yeah, I, I'm all for the Kobe, but I will say this: I got a DM from a guy in the loop, not in the loop. I mean, just a guy that listened to our show, and said, "Hey man, I saw you tweet because I tweeted out." This thing about Bob Myers, like Bob Myers going to go to the Lakers. Are you fucking out of your mind? And then I got a DM that, you know, I don't know if Bob's quite, I've heard some things. I don't know if this guy's country club membership, whatever, somewhere in the East Bay that just knows some people that know some people. They said, I've heard he's not happy. So I just be careful about what you're tweeting. I don't know this guy just followed me on Instagram. Then Marcus wrote an article like, they better be kind of careful here. There's a little, this is not, he's not just like warrior for life, which I kind of thought we had talked about. Like I, I no longer think, and unlike Skip Bayless, I don't stick to an opinion. Like I will change if I get information. I still will be a little shocked if he leaves, but I do think it's more of a possibility than I ever imagined 48 hours ago. From just information I've heard and just some people out there, Bob does not make a lot of money as, as Marcus relative to – if you're Bob Myers, and money is all relative to your profession. So you're like, God, he makes three million bucks being the GM of the Lakers. Well, he just saw Magic Johnson. Now I get he's Magic Johnson, but it was a laughing stock of the league. Was making ten. His coach now, and you could argue like, Bob Myers goes, well, I played a bigger role in everything we've done than Steve, or at least an equal. I deserve equal share. Now you can argue that all you want. I, 
to me, Steve's best attribute is really more management than it is. He's not to me. I don't view him as an X's and O's coach. I, I mean, I thought he was god off. I you could argue he does some weird shit and some weird moments. Like last year in the playoffs and the Rockets, he was. I thought he was terrible. Uh, but he does bring some shit to the table that is unique and it was much needed for this team. But so does Bob. Like Bob is in charge of, like you said, his best role is the hardest role of dealing with all these personalities, which is not easy. And they're agents and they're posse and just, it's tough. And I think he looks at it like, God damn, I, you don't, you couldn't do it, Joe. You, you'd be screaming at them all. They would hate you. Luckily, you just kind of get to play this. I mean, Joe Lacob right now gets he gets a great role. He's like the Disneyland dad. Comes in for the good times, and when he's mad, they never really see him. Kerr and, and Bob do, but the players don't. He ain't screaming at the players, but you know he's screaming. So if you look at Genie, will fucking leave him alone. He will never get yelled at. Like Bob's stress, to me, Bob has way more stress, and he's compensated way less than Steve. He's like, I'm getting yelled at all the time. He's not really yelling at Steve, and Steve's making more money than me. Now, Steve's stress of coaching is a little different, but I, I don't know, man. I, I think it's probably a little more real than I ever would have imagined just as an, just a random person just watching from the outside as most people around here are like, Bob, Bob Myers ain't leaving the Lakers. And you start hearing some things, and then you just, I think we all know, like, Lakob is an alpha's alpha. And remember some of the stories that came out? One of the reasons I think Walsh retired early was the stress of coaching got to him. But in Eddie's talked about this over the years. Like we used to, I used to probably overstep my boundaries and yell. We, I used to get in it with Bill a lot. I think that wears you out when you're the head coach and you're having all the success. You start asking yourself, where do I go from here? Like, what else can I do? Like, we're at the mountaintop and it's still not good enough. It's why I think Al Davis wore everyone out. Just and it's just that's what makes all these guys great, right? It's that mindset. It helps. Like, you need that to me. To, to Steve Jobs, like, just crazy. Now, Eddie was born into it, but I will say Eddie's just always trying to win, just kind of the Steinbrenner mindset, help the Niners over the years. That was just the standard, and Lakeham's the standard. It does wear you out, though, if you do work for that guy. And you're winning. So you're like, what else can I do? I think you think about the recent NBA dynasties. Um, Jerry West was involved with multiples. Obviously, Pat, uh, Knight, Pat, Knight, Pat Riley was involved with multiples. Um, Popovich was not, uh, but I think, I think it's pretty easy if you're Bob, not if you're Bob, but it's pretty easy to see, right? If Bob were to resurrect the Lakers, that would take him to another level. Um, and as Marcus wrote, he's making about half of what magic was, which is about 10, but still less than Steve. And, um, why did everyone want to work for Jerry Buss? Because he was actually pretty easy once you won. Like, you well, just like, you fuck, could, do your thing. Especially if you're the GM, you had the most money. You could just throw the most money at people. Think, think about what broke up the Kobe Shaq Lakers. It wasn't like, you know, Jerry West and Phil were being worn out by Dr. Buss. No, they were all kumbaya. It was Shaq and Kobe. Also, as bad as the Lakers situation is, if you don't have to, if Palinka's out, which if you're Bob, you would, if she's paying you $10 million, you'd have the power to say, get rid of Palinka. Yeah, he'd only go to the Lakers. Like, he ain't working for Palenka. If you like so. Luke, if you think Which Luke's an he NBA does, well, head coach. They, they are tight. You do have, for all the challenges, you do have LeBron James. Right? As, a, tra- Le- as, a, tra- as a trade asset. <laughs> you got LeBron James under contract is what you have for three years. You're telling me if you're Bob, you're like, I think I could win a championship in, like, three years from now. I could win a title with LeBron will be less, but I could put this team... Like, I think you can pretty easily convince yourself. They got a coach I like. 
They have still one of the best players in the NBA on the roster. If I had total power, this could work. Like I, and they're well, going to pay me. Here's what I here's what I know. Yeah, and I'm gonna get paid, and I'm not gonna have to deal with any bullshit. Because right now, well, you we are cannot deal with a lot of bullshit. It's just different. Yeah, but to me, there's a different there's a different level of media bullshit and getting yelled at by the guy that you answer to. Like, I don't answer to fucking you know any of these articles ripping my team, but I do answer to my owner, and I'm always like, God, he's calling me again. God, I, I gotta pick. I don't have to pick up when Ramona calls me. I don't have to pick up when. You know, Bill Plasky calls me, even if they're crushing me. Or even when, even if Clutch calls me, like, I can call him back. When Lakeham calls, you have to pick up. Jeannie's like, I believe in you, Bob. <laughs> it just, to me, that's a, that's a level of, like, the media, we're fake pressure. To me, your owner, right. having been in it, like, I felt it. Like, you just, you're just, I remember working for, like, it's just different. You're that's, just barely see, that, on you edge. Just, the media being fake pressure is part of why when I watch that Derrick Rose video, I'm like, BJ Armstrong, I don't think you're helping Derrick when you tell him, like, the media storm's coming, but I'm going to help you navigate it. It's like what you should be saying is, no, all this shit, all this is all bullshit. Like, all this stuff you're about to hear, it's a cover story. Who cares? Like, it doesn't matter, Derrick. It doesn't matter. But, but I you, think to Derrick, he thinks it I is know, big. but you just, you're not helping the thing when you're building it up and making it bigger than it needs to be. But again, those guys live in it. I, I think they look at it differently. I know, but I think part of the job from the from that position is to tell guys, look, all this stuff that you think is like a big deal, the media stuff, the shit you get, it's actually not a big deal. The the but one anyway. thing the one thing Marcus wrote that he's like if you get to know Bob, he's famous around here, but he really kind of flies under the radar. It's just and part of that's just the Bay Area, and I think it's Bay Area culture. He's a Bay Area guy for being this good looking, tall, skinny, famous, rich guy. He's not super big ego. Always, t- you know, he's he's pretty balanced at it. I don't think he probably gets enough credit at that. He's not out there pumping it, pounding his chest for shit. And really, if you look at it like. Until now, the stories have not leaked like he's unhappy. And Bob knows all these guys, right? Like, no story has leaked. Bob Myers is really unhappy. And let's call it what it is. You could say, well, why would that leak? It'd make Bob look bad. It still comes out most places, and it doesn't. Where Marcus wrote, you become the GM of the Lakers. Like, you don't get to really fly under the radar as much anymore. Right. Like, they, you have to speak. You have to be – so that would be – but as as Marcus wrote the famous Don Draper quote, that's why you pay me all the money. <laughs> you know, that's why you pay him $15 million a year. Keep in mind, I mean, Bob just ran the UCLA search, you know. Now, maybe that means nothing. It's his alma mater. He's a well-connected guy. He was an agent. Did he truly run it, though? Did you, like, did you guys, did when you were talking about I mean, the search? I don't know. He was, the, he was like the guy. He called everybody. Like, he was, in, he was heavily involved. Run it. However, he doesn't get to decide who gets hired. Like, that's the athletics director and the president's job. <clears throat> so but you think he played a big role with Dan Guerrero? He absolutely played a big role. Yeah, he was, of, of the search committee, he was, like, at the head of the... Now, again, the, the AD and the president get to hire the guy. But yeah. Bob was calling people. Like, Mick Cronin was on the phone with Bob Myers, right? Like, all these guys were on the phone with Bob Myers called him. Bob Myers called other... Like, Bob Myers wasn't heavily involved, however you want to define, but he was basically generally considered at the head of the search committee beyond the AD. So, I, I don't I mean, it's an alma mater. Maybe it means nothing. But that is him being involved, having a big hand in helping make a decision that matters. So, I, I got one for you, guy. Bob Myers, who universally is viewed like, this guy's a pretty high-level guy. This guy, UCLA, boom. They need something like, let's go to Bob. Yeah. Then you look at it, you go, if you're Bob, you're like, well, I fucking help lead the contingent and get all these guys together 
to go get Kevin. I manage these egos nonstop. I mean, Draymond, I, I'm the one guy that he kind of leans on. Everyone else thinks I'm great, yet you could say you think I'm great, but your money talks. I, I, I don't need – your words mean nothing to me, Joe. So I'm, I am view myself as severely underpaid. Yet, again, everyone else, the guy I work for and have helped become a fucking legend in the richest area in the world, I don't even know if he believes that me. So I, I put myself in Bob's shoes, and I see where I'm starting to think like it's probably more of a chance, assuming the Lakers want him, because part of it is like the Kobe element. She's not going to fire Rob because that's Kobe's guy. So there, there's kind of the elephant in the room. But if Bob were to be interested in the Lakers, that would mean that Rob would be gone. I, I think there's, I, I think it's more realistic than I should have. The initial thought I put into it. So, I, I, like, I think there's two, there's two kinds of interactions you have with a doctor. There's the one where you go see the doctor and they just that you're doing maintenance with the doctor all the time, and the doctor just helps you stay healthy for 40 years. And then there's when you need a triple bypass and a doctor's got to save your life. And that's the guy that gets all the thank you cards. The guy that does the triple bypass, right? I, you saved my life. We owe you. The, but Bob is the guy just keeping everybody. For 40 years, Bob is just running tests, being proactive, being preventative, making sure you're on the right diet, making sure your back is fine. Bob is just keeping, Bob has kept this thing in line. He hasn't had to do any triple bypass. And so it's, you know, you don't really notice it because Bob is always talking to, to, to Draymond, he's always talking to KD, and he's always talking to Rich Kleiman, and he's always talking to Steph, and he's always he's just he is just running the thing, and you don't he doesn't have to do a triple bypass, so no one's really noticed. But it doesn't mean he's any less of a doctor. Um, and look, the Lakers are triple bypass. Like that would be sometimes you just maybe you want to get it and do the big surgery. I couldn't blame him for that. Yeah, I. You know, if it's if it's in him, go get it, Bob. Like the la- what was the big the biggest one was like, he got Andre Iguodala. Like, that was a long time ago from that one, right? Well, it wasn't as he got Andre. It was like, we have no chance to get Andre. Like we And he did these crazy moves. Yeah, it was. And then that. and then But remember, Joe Bell. kept yelling at him. Like, I just think he deals. Like, to him, well, the yeah. Don Draper quote, that's why you get paid all this money. Bob has to be thinking, like, Steve gets paid all this money now. And he deals. Like, he gets compensated to be fucked with with Joe. I'm not being compensated enough to be in fuck with with Joe. I think that's the most basic element. And it's all relative to your business. And I, I I can relate to that for Bob. I don't think I'm paid enough to deal with this nut job, because that's what to they're part of that. Again, he likes what Joe stands for and is in the standards, but it wears humans out. Because at the end of the day, Bob is not in control. He is an employee, so he answers to that human. But he's like, God, I wish Goober was more involved. I guess John Ireland just said the late the. 710 ESPN guy in LA Lakers radio guy. I'm hearing that people in the people in the higher higher positions really want to keep Rob. He's won over top decision makers in the organization, including Jeannie Palinka. You just look at Rob, and the first thing I think is politician. Would you leave the Lakers if you were Luke Walton and you knew you had this job for the Kings? Because it's not like the Kings are like the Kings. They seem a little more stable than three years ago, but, you know. Well, if 
if if you're like, well, the Kings will give you a four year five million, you know, four years twenty million dollars. The Lakers aren't going to mess with your contract. I'd probably bounce. I feel like the Kings would need to. I I feel like if he just if he left the Lakers on his own, like I'm choosing to leave the Lakers. Like they're like, like, hey he, Luke, like hey Luke, we're not going to fire you. Yeah yeah deal. no Luke, you are be- like Rob's like Luke, you're my guy, right? You are back. I feel like the Kings would have to give him like a six or seven year like a. But big to me, contract. I think Vlade could tell him like I'm here to stay now. That doesn't matter. You just hired you just hired Jaeger and said he was stability is here. And then he got fired. Well, so, yes, like, you know the Kings lead the league in it being reported that something about to happen. Someone someone asked Vladi yesterday. I watched his press conference. They're like, Vladi, what do you think about the narrative that this is the most unstable organization in the league? He's like, unstable. He's like, I've been here four years and I just got a four year contract. I'm stable. They're like, yeah. What about everyone else? What are you talking about? And Vladi. I've never t- have you talked to Vladdy? Briefly. I'm pretty sure he's been in America like 40 years. He knows English pretty well. He does a pretty good job at his press conference to act like he's been in America two years. Like, uh, to kind of, and what are you going to do? Like, he doesn't know the words. You know, he's like, uh, you know, how do you say, uh, yeah, we're doing well. It's like, Vladdy, are you speaking? I know you know English. Like, you're doing genius because you're getting fucking peppered up there. And he, he acted like he barely knew English. Like, Vladdy. I mean, you were playing in the NBA before I was born. Come on, man. You're like one of the you're like the greatest teammate ever. I know you speak I mean, basically fluent English. But he was up there acting like he'd been in America for five years. Pretty genius tactic. Didn't they say uh Pablo not pa- like a famous player used to pull that out, like Miguel Cabrera? Like just baseball players do it all Ichiro. the time. Like, yeah, they, they know English fluently, but then they when they see reporters like they don't speak English. Translator. Now granted it, wouldn't you do the same thing if you were them? Probably. 1,000%. I think Guy Haberman would hate, the, if he was a professional athlete, would hate the media more than most professional athletes. Is that a fair statement? Yes. I think you, Guy, would despise the media. Yes, I think I would. You, I think you would be known in media circles <laughs> as the asshole of the league. <laughs> I really do. I think you'd be it's possible. Close to like yeah, it depends. It it would depend, John. If I was really good and knew I didn't need anybody, I would definitely the true me would come out. Yeah. Yeah, if you were a my rookie guy, year, they'd be like nicest guy in the clubhouse. <laughs> that would be you. Yes. Like he really changed. Like I I used to have his cell. He changed his number. I always support players because it's like we're just looking for you to fuck up so you can make us yeah. a sweet topic for us to like get clicks. Yeah. Totally. Um. So yeah, I mean I. But but it well, is still I, a leap. Like I'm leaving the Le- I'm leaving LeBron on the because Le- it would be like you could make the case the only coach that ever survived LeBron was the guy who had the backing of the front office, like really had the backing of the front office, right? Spolstra. But everybody lose. Like in the end, um, LeBron's gonna beat me out. Like I'm not winning this unless like maybe Bob Myers takes over and it's a different animal. But, but if it's I would not say Bob, this, if it's Palinka, I, I would say the elephant in the room and the scary thing about LeBron is that he could come back, like, he's still good enough. He could be in fuck you mode, like, win the MVP next year and gain all the juice back. Because at the end of the day, NBA players have more power. Yeah, but, I mean, that would gain LeBron a lot of equity right back. No question. Like, they're boom, they're the three seed. Boom, LeBron was like... We got to fire Luke to get over the hump. God, LeBron just averaged 30, 10, and 11 and just looked like the guy was on a man from a mission because it's not really disputable. He still got that pitch in the back. Like, that'd be the one thing. Like, you know what? This guy's just not as good anymore. Like, he's like, you know, Buster Posey doesn't outrun the organization anymore. 
I don't think you can write off LeBron like that yet. I, I agree, but it would take yesterday. guts, John, to just leave that to go coach the Kings. Yeah, but if you if you're Luke and you know he doesn't really like you, you yeah. know he can get you. That would yeah. be the thing. As long, yeah, but and again, a lot of this is like if Myers comes, that's a different animal. But if it's Rob and it's LeBron, yeah. But even if Myers comes, like LeBron is still, if he gets back in the mix, still going to have the juice, like and get it back for sure. Still- but I, I think it would be like I think if Bob was coming, it would be a little different. It would, but because again, then Bob would basically just be acting as Luke's agent. You don't right? walk away from Bob to go work for the Kings. No, no, no. But you walk away. Wouldn't it be understandable if Rob stays and yeah. Rob's like, "Yeah, you can be my coach." I would leave him. But like, I think he'd actually be a really like good fit with the Kings. You you read enough of these articles that there people aren't just throwing this out there. I heard Chris Broussard say this, Henry Abbott, wrote, like the word, like most people in the NBA, like other GMs that dealt with Rob for years. That have great relations. Remember when Dan Fagan died, uh, the former major agent for the NBA, and everyone's like, "This guy was a great guy." Even like Drew, like if Drew Rosenhaus something ha- like took over a team, I think most people in the NFL would be like, "You know what? Drew grew a lot on me. I kind of like the guy." Like it feels like most people kind of like dealing with him now. I think the hate for Rob in the NBA, pretty universally, is this guy's a fucking cocksucking asshole that just I wouldn't trust a walk my dog across the street. Like, the hate is not just, you know, the guy was tough to negotiate with, he was a dick. Like, this guy's a bad human. That's what it feels like. And then you kind of look at him, he kind of looks like, yeah, <laughs> something's a little off. Like, it feels like Bob Myers. Yeah, he's probably got some things that, if they came out, you'd be like, God, I didn't see that in Bob. You have to to be good in, you know, in that type of profession. Like, you know, he did some shady shit back in the day. But it does feel like, you know what, people really like Bob Myers. People, wouldn't you say in the NBA... People would much rather deal with Bob than they would, like, let's say, Joe Lacob. Like another owner or GM. Yeah, Just, I mean, I don't – I can't think of anybody that any, – that, that is there a guy out there that you'd say people would rather deal with person X than Bob Myers? Has that person been – You remember when Mark Cuban – like, when we were in high school, everyone kind of hated Mark Cuban and thought he was a tool. It was like, God, they're going to kick this guy out of the league. And he was crazy. But then he's become, like – pretty universally like everyone kind of likes mark now do you think joe ever kind of becomes like that you know he's mellowed out a lot he's just become kind of friendly or just doesn't really feel like he's ever becoming that and again i i have a lot of respect for joe i just know that type personality just wears people out that are around him yeah i bet i bet kirk would tell you he's just hard on people you know it's just that's what uh, that's how he amassed his life See, Cuban amassed his wealth from the internet. It's a little different, I think. Like, venture capitalists is a little more cutthroat. I think at the end of the day, you'd rather always work for, like, the Paul Allen, right? <laughs> yeah, he's just, he's just nice. The owner that leaves you alone and gives you all the money. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Bob, Bob and KD package deal to the Knicks? Climbing? <laughs> I root for Kleiman because he's bald. I root for Bob because he has hair. Don't blame you. <laughs> Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.